Lori here, and welcome to the Awakening Moments podcast. Grab a cup of tea and let's spend some time together. My co-host Rhonda and I are ordained ministers working together at Life Center Church. We are leaders, wives, moms, and longtime friends. In this podcast, we hope to share some meaningful moments from our lives, everything from lessons we've learned the hard way or how to rise up in the midst of obstacles and insecurities. We will encourage you to take risks and remind you that you are deeply loved and completely worthy. Let's awaken life's most amazing moments together. Lori, how complicated is friendship? <laughs> right out of the gate, eh? <laughs> out of the gate. We're not yeah. messing around here. Yeah. Friendship is complicated. It is. And girl friendships are complicated. Yeah, they really can be complicated. You know, for so many years of my life, I don't think I acknowledged how complicated friendship was. I think I've often approached relationships from a very simplistic mindset. But the older I get, the more layers come to relationships. And I do agree, friendships are complicated. They are. When I look at my kids, they're not complicated when they're little. But as my daughters are growing, you see that it's actually growing in complication. And that doesn't change because we're in our 40s. I feel like it actually gets more complicated with each growing season. Because when I think of the girls were little, they had their little friends playing Barbies versus teenage friendships. Then in my 20s with all the transitions, 30s, raising children, and in my 40s, all the layers, and even some of the baggage that you carry into your 40s from friendships, some of the new friendships that start that maybe make other older friendships feel jealous or infringed on. So I feel like it is definitely this constant balancing of complication in friendships. And that changes with each friend. And some friends, I'm surprised at how complicated things all of a sudden become. Certain friends, I think, will be complicated and they've been a bit more complicated. And you kind of know that. And it's part of your journey of your friendship because we're all unique. And some of us just have different filters and different needs. But some friends, I find, have become more complicated through their circumstances And I think I've also become more complicated (laughs) in some of my friendships. So I feel like as we're unpacking friendships, I'm also unpacking how I feel as I am as a a friend and what expectations I have on my friendships. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I know for a while now, I have felt almost like I'm not a very good friend. Like I'm a bit of a bad friend. And I, I hate even saying that out loud. Um, I, I don't like to acknowledge <laughs> the parts of myself that I'm like, oh, but yeah, I, I just, I feel like I'm not a great friend because I feel like I'm not as thoughtful as I could be. I feel like my life is so full that I don't have very much time to invest in friendship. And I hate that. I know you have time for what you make time for. So if I'm just really honest there, I'm not making time for friendship. Why is that? And there's lots of things that I can say about myself to justify that place. But there are just some parts of myself where I feel like I'm not a very good friend. I don't really like feeling like that. I know. I totally get that. Because even when I think of being, when I'm not a good friend, I feel like I... 
I'm not always emotionally accessible. And that's what makes me feel like I'm not a good friend because I don't always share my emotions easily. And I'm not very vulnerable with certain things that I'm struggling with in friendships because I don't want to hurt somebody or I don't know how it's going to be taken or I feel like I'm actually, I probably haven't even taken time to really go there in my own life that even when I'm in a friendship, it's not that I'm withholding all the time. It's actually, I'm not even acknowledging. So it's hard to even share something I'm not even aware of that I've taken the time to acknowledge. So part of where I feel I'm not always a good friend is that emotional connection I definitely can have a good time. I can definitely be there and be present. But how much is the depth of my connection? And that's, for me, where I don't always feel like a good friend. Yeah, yeah, I I, I get that. You know, I think as a person who likes to be there for other people, which you very much do, you know, I see you in different relationships and you really, it's very important to you to be there for other people. Sometimes it doesn't lend itself then for you to require something of somebody else or to let them be there for you in the same way. And I think I can be a little bit like that too. Um, you know, it's easy for me to encourage someone else or reach out to someone else, but not as easy for me to say, Hey, this is what I need right now. You know, can we, can we meet for coffee? I'd love to talk this through, or, um, I need some prayer right now or whatever. It's not as natural to lean into that space. But the truth is that deep friendship does require both sides of that coin. And, um, and maybe, maybe that's part of what makes us feel like not great friends. Cause that part is not as easy or natural for either of us mm-hmm. to lean into. Um, what would you say makes a good friend? Both of us are sitting here saying we feel like in some ways we're not good, a good friend. What do you think it is that makes someone a good friend? Okay. Isn't it funny that we started with what makes us not a good friend? It's true. Oh, our whole podcast is about let's like <laughs> awaken our worthiness and that we are, we can do this. And here we're like, what makes this not a good friend? That's the first thing we start with. Just thinking about that as we were just talking, it, we go right away to where we feel inadequate, right? where we feel we're not good enough. And yes, we're not, but what is that that makes us go there first? But if I was to now go back to probably the positive side, which we should be talking about first, is what makes a good friend, I would feel exactly that, the ability to reach out and to ask for help and to be vulnerable when you need it and to feel comfortable enough to do that. Even if you are uncomfortable, you know it'll be received by that friend with lack of judgment, with care, with confidentiality, with support, because uh, it's never easy to ask for help. But deep friendships require that exchange where you feel like when it's even hard for you to ask for help, when you do ask for help, there is a very healthy response to that. And I feel that would be deep and meaningful to me personally, what makes a good friend. Yeah. I mean, some of the things for me that I think make a good friend is also just around expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I feel that if a friend has unrealistic expectations of me, then I always feel not good enough in that friendship. And actually what happens sometimes is that makes me run in the other direction where I, where or when I want to lean in, I actually don't because I feel like I'm going to be faced with some sort of disappointment about what I'm not bringing to the relationship. So, you know, just 
having realistic expectations about whether it's stage of life or season of life or things like that, um, you know, that for me helps to make a good friend. And I love it when my friends don't ha have unrealistic unrealistic expectations of me, but I also try to give them the gift of not having unrealistic expectations of them so that there's a freedom there when um, there's an initiation of connection that we are free to just lean right in without having to navigate through all of the disappointments that maybe have been harbored, being harbored over the last season of life or whatever. I think that's honestly so truthful because if I think breakdowns in my friendships or where I have pulled away has been exactly that, that expectation. The exchange is different. The weightiness of that exchange is different. One may require a lot from me, but doesn't actually get, like I don't feel safe to go to them or feel like they even have space for that, for me to even have that space in their life where they're not even inquisitive. They're not even asking, how are you doing? What's this? It's really becomes a one-sided exchange. And I hear that. And then expectation becomes, wow, like I'm more of a counselor in this situation. I'm needed when it's hard. I'm needed when it's, and I'm talking about deep friendships. We're talking about those deep mm -hmm. connection um, friendships. And we're not talking about seasons. There's seasons in friendships where we are depleted and we need to pull 100% from God and our family. But it's really internal. We're hurting. We've been wounded. But I'm talking about an ongoing pattern in friendships. And uh, so expectations, Lori, I think that is something that if we unpack that a bit more, we all identify with when we have felt the unrealistic expectations on us or we step back and we realize we're a common denominator of not having deep friendships. What expectation are we putting on people to fulfill in our lives? So true. So true. I know when I think about my favorite friendships or my favorite relationships in my life. For me, friendship is cultivated around mission. So when we get to actually do something together that is meaningful, like that's such a good recipe for me for cultivating friendship. In fact, all of the new friendships in my life that have come into my life over the past several years have all come around some sort of mission, some sort of coming together around something meaningful. And, you know, I keep asking myself, is that good? Is that bad? I think it's good, but is that enough? You know what I mean? It, should there be friendships that are not around mission, just that are just that are based in relationship. I mean, you know, I think about our relationship and our friendship, and I do think that in our friendship, there's both of those elements. There's a connection, a deep connection around mission, that we are building something meaningful together, which I think puts us in each other's proximity often, and we love it, and we're passionate and we're kind of rowing in the same direction. And there's so much meaning and fun and, and um, fulfillment in that. But I also think that you and I have been able to cultivate just the being side of friendship as well. That, you know, if there is a space where I just need uh, love or support or, you know, you're a go-to person for that. 
And I hope that you feel the same about me in that when you need that, that you can ask that of me. So I think in our friendship, we have been able to cultivate both. I don't know if that's in every single friendship, but I do feel for me that mission brings proximity to relationship for me. And then out of that proximity can develop into deeper relationship that isn't only around the mission. Does that make sense? It totally makes sense. And I'm so glad I'm that person. I'm glad to hear this on the podcast, even though I knew it. It's nice to hear it again. (laughs) And I feel the same about you. But even in our friendship, like going, talking about our friendship, because I know people would be interested in that. We've been friends since we were little kids, but we've had many ebbs and flows in our relationship where we've been close, not close. We were best friends as kids, teenagers, not so much. In our 20s, I moved back to Ottawa. We definitely rekindled, but then I was working. You had children. And it just kind of evolved. We were always in each other's lives, but it has been in the last, I would say, decade. So many things have become like pillars in our friendship because we've gone through a lot in this last 10 years. And you just go back to kind of a root system of people that have known you, that trust, and it just builds this trust. So that deep, deep trust that we have together has been built over many years. But I think also it's been built by the ability to hold each other lightly. For me, I think in those years, had I been tightly squeezed, like owned, I don't know if I would have the same pillar of trust because I feel secure in our friendship that with the ebbs and flows, I know that doesn't, just because in a season we may not be spending as much time together, there's a deep trust that I still hold a special place in your life. But I'm not that only one friend. And I think in friendships, when I look at in girlfriends, I'm speaking specifically about girlfriends today, there can be that unrealistic expectation that that one friend, I'm looking for that best, best friend. But realizing we all offer different things to each other. And yes, there are some rare, rare friendships. Like I think you and I, Laura, that are so rare that go back so many years that have not only gone back so many years, but have brought each other into proximity, now doing ministry together. That's very rare. But that is not an ideal in the sense people look at that and say, that's exactly what I have to find. That's not realistic. It just happened that way. But I think also the gift we've given each other is that holding each other lightly and realizing if there was a season we didn't feel as close that I wasn't feeling insecure, I had moments of that, but it didn't dominate to be unhealthy and pollute our relationship together. Yeah, that's really, that's actually quite profound. Just the gift of being able to hold each other loosely to appreciate what is in the moments that are, but also to be able to hold each other loosely and recognize that seasons and times change and there's an ebb and flow and that's okay and that there can still be security in the midst of that. I think that's really powerful. I had a friend once give me some feedback and they said to me that they felt like I let things go too easily, that I didn't fight hard enough for what was important. And I think they were speaking specifically about a relationship, our relationship, that relationship that I just, I let things go too easily. And I know that within my personality and kind of my nature, um, I, I know that I have low expectations because I don't want to be hurt or disappointed. I know that it's kind of part of my nature. And, you know, I recently read from Brené Brown that when you keep your expectations really low because you don't want to be hurt, you also lower the joy 
that you can feel out of relationship. And I understand, you know, that it's a vulnerable space when there's tension in a friendship to lean in. That's, that's difficult and um, vulnerable. It feels very vulnerable. Um, but I know that maybe part of why I feel sometimes like not a good friend is because I can very easily just back away and and I'm a forward thinker. I'm a future. I'm always looking ahead. And so new friendships are very exciting to me. Um, and so I can let go easily, easily. It's uh, I say that with, you know, air quotes. It's not really that easy, but it can appear like I let go easily um, just in order to protect my heart. Um, but, you know, even as I just talk about it, I just wonder if there's something there that I need to lean into a little bit more and just, just look at and just hold on um, or fight maybe a little harder to hold on to meaningful relationships and meaningful friendships. At the end of the day, I feel like we're going to all get to spend all of eternity together. And I know that might sound a little bit silly, but I honestly feel like God one day gave me that perspective because I was praying and I was like, Lord, I don't have enough time for all of these incredible women in my life that I want to invest in relationship with. Like, how do I find the time? And I felt like the Lord just said, you will have all of eternity. You'll have all of eternity to be with all of these amazing people that you love. And it just released this pressure that I think I put on myself in friendship and relationship. Because for me, this season of life, really most of my extra time is invested in relationship with my children. It just is. We sit on the couch for hours, like on a regular basis, a few times a week and just spill the tea as my kids say mom do you want the tea let's spill some tea together and literally they just talk about everything in their lives and it is the most interesting funny hilarious meaningful deep conversations the exact kind of conversations i want to have with my girlfriends but i'm choosing in this season to take that time for them because i know that this is a short season of my life so maybe all of that is part of my season of friendship playing into that. How do seasons play into friendship for you? Well, I think, you know, even as you're talking, Laura, I feel there are tensions in life. We have to be okay with tension. Life is tension. And I feel like in the seasons of life, you're, the tension is I'm a mom of daughters and teenage, teenager girls that need a lot of relationship time and connection. But the tension is something feels like you're letting go. And I feel very similar. Like I'm, I, I'm a terrible long distance friend. And I'm like you, if you're with me in sight, I'm all in. Super fun. I'm there. I'm so committed. But it's hard if you move away. It's really hard for me to keep that friendship alive. And I remember one friend moved away and said to me, I won't be a good friend now because I'm moving away. And I was like, thank you for letting me know that. It was actually so liberating because I'm like, I'm not either. Okay, so we see each other, we're in the present. And I think that expectation, once again, we go back to expectations and looking at each other, 
the tensions of life, you know, and not just the tension of seasons when you're raising children, especially teenage girls or boys that need a lot of time. When they are sitting with you, the world stops and you are busier than ever. I know in our own lives, when we have time after sports and work, it's very limited time. I don't have a lot of time either and ministry on top of that. But I feel as well, the tension is my friendships. The tension is I have a certain way of walking a friendship out and my friends have a different way of walking a friendship out. And where does that tension lie? Because we're all so different. We all have different baggages. We all have different triggers, filters, insecurities, trust, trust, trust. trust level. Mm-hmm. So that tension there too. I have a tension in my life of seasons that we all experience. You might be in a season, like we have a really close girlfriend that her kids are older. She's got a lot more time. We're in some of the most intense seasons. So there is that tension in our friendship, but there is a lot of grace given from that friend because she's been there. And when we're together, it's we're present. We're with each other. But the tensions in friendship too of I see friendship a little bit different than you do. And I react different in friendship than you do. Like you saying, I pull back because my low expectations where some friends, they have such deep trust issues. They hold on so tight. So is that tension of finding that, is there a middle ground? I'd love to say there is, but I don't know if there's a middle ground. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it is that. And that is really hard. That is really hard to navigate. I find, you know, I have a a friend, a really, really, I would consider them one of my closest friends, but we probably only see each other about once, maybe twice a year. And I mean, when I say see each other, I mean, go for coffee and really like share about what's going on in our lives, maybe once or twice a year, but I consider them a really good friend. I know that they're there. I know that if at any time I need prayer or support, I can call or send a text. They know the same thing. And every time we get together, I acknowledge that, you know, I wish that we could spend more time together and they acknowledge the same thing, but there's an understanding there. And so we're able to go deep really fast, even though it's not as often as either of us would like. And I know that there will come probably a season where we can spend more time together. But if you don't share, or if you're not able to acknowledge that in different relationships, and if there's a different expectation or those tensions are different, it can get very messy and very complicated and a lot of hurt feelings and a lot of painful emotions. Um, One of the things that I was thinking about, you know, you and I both lead very public lives and we also, our lives are all about people. And so um, there's this sense that there are a lot of opportunity for relationship. And even I would say that a lot of people want to be your friend. How do you navigate that? How do you navigate that a lot of people want to be your friend? Oh, Lori, I don't know if I navigate that well. I don't know. That's a good question. Because our heart is to be friends with everybody. Like I sincerely, I always say on Sundays, especially it's like reunion day in one building, we've packed in some of our most favorite people. You know, it's just such an awesome day to all be together. I, I feel like there are different levels of friendship and being present. I guess that's the only way in my mind I can navigate around that is like when I'm with that person. I'm present, but I can't give the same amount of time to everybody. That's just not realistic. 
but I pray my desire is the amount I give is quality and deep connection. So yeah, you, we may not be spending the amount of time in the sense of um, the quantity of time, but the quality of time I pray is deep and connected. And when I see you, I see you, I'm with you. There's no, I, I see I'm with you, Lori, and then I'm with someone else and it's a different quality of heart that I'm giving that friendship. But I do not believe it's realistic to have the same quantity of time, but I think we can have the same quality of time in that moment. I do. I believe that we can be intentional about that. I think this is part one of friendship because part two, we've got a couple different topics to talk about friendship because this is a big unpacking. I feel like even now we've thrown up in a box and it's like kind of confetti's kind of falling and I'm yes. like, which one are we going to grab? Because I feel like that, then we get into boundaries. We get into how do we have deep connection with people? How do we cultivate, you know, those being present? How do we do all of that? But I think it comes down to, we can't be friends with everyone, the deep levels of quantity of time. And sometimes even those deep places, it just, it builds, you need trust. It takes time. There's called change in the pocket. I love that saying, you know, change builds in your pocket. Some friends, you just have a lot of change in your pocket through years, through experiences, through filtering through. Through investment. Investment. Yeah. And it just takes time. And yeah. some, it's a little bit more instant. There's a connection that happens mm -hmm. and that trust builds faster. So I don't know if there's a mm -hmm. formula to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, how no. would you answer that, Lori? I, like, I honestly think that... Uh, it, it, it's a, it is a space of vulnerability for me because I, like you, when I meet somebody, I'm literally like, I want to be best friends with them. And I, 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 I mean that. Like, there's this part of me and there's this, this, this part of, like, this excitement in developing new friendships. And when I meet someone, I'm literally like, they are so awesome. Like, I wish we could be best friends. Like, I love them. I love them. But I realize, and I've realized as I've gotten older and I guess maybe matured, that that's just not even possible. That's not even possible. But I, I feel really sad to be able to say this, but I have let people down. I've let people down because I've genuinely desired that, but I haven't been able to deliver that. And so like, I just know that being in the people field and being, um, having just the opportunity for new relationships constantly and continually. I mean, we're talking like in the thousands here, like it's not, it's not like, like a lot of human beings, like over the course of, you know, 10, 20 years of ministry, we're talking like the opportunity to meet thousands of people and just being the kind of people we are, we just see gold when we meet people. We see the yes. gold in them. We want to call that out in them. We just love that. But over the years, I have let people down. I've let people down in friendship because they've wanted that from me and I haven't been able to give them that even though I've wanted to, I haven't been able to. And it's been talking about those tensions, that's been a tension I've had to manage and I've had to own and I've had to own really letting people down. I've had to just own that. I've had to say, I'm, I'm so sorry that I've let you down in this way. I know that I've let you down. And I'm, like, unfortunately, as much as I would want to, I, can't, I don't have the capacity to invest in the way that I wish that I could in this season. And so, ah, oh, I hate that. Like, I hate that it actually hurts my heart to say it. I really hate it, but that's just a reality of navigating this. And again, I guess another layer of complication 
that comes in relationships and friendships for me. Wow, Laura, I don't even know if we can even unpack this less than 10 sessions. I feel like even you saying that, yeah, we all acknowledge we've let people down. I've let people down. I look back at seasons and I think I should have been there and I knew I should have been there and whatever reason I was going through, but our hearts are, we are all working this out. That's the thing. Like they may look at our friendship and we're still working things out in our friendship. I'm so grateful. There's a sisterhood there, but it, it really is. We are all working things out because we're all broken and we all are going through different things. And so in this podcast, we just really hope that each of you that are listening feel that there is hope for you in friendship, that we can work out tensions, but it is tension that we're living in. It's not, we'd love to put in a box, but this is not a friendship. Relationships can't really put in a box. No, There's movement in it. So thank you for listening to this first one. And we're going to continue to unpack friendship in our next podcast. Yeah, absolutely. And so as we go today, we just hope that you feel incredibly and completely loved for who you are. And know that you are worthy of love and seen by God. Thank you for listening to the Awakening Moments podcast today. Like or subscribe to our podcast and share it with your friends. Follow us on Instagram at Lori Boucher and Rhonda.Corto. May you be awakened to the moments that matter the most.